Hey, kings and queens. Welcome back to another episode of Real Queens Talk. Today, we decided to bring you guys a quick bonus episode just because we wanted to share some amazing facts in honor of Black History Month. And look, guys, we're not trying to take you all to school or anything, but we just wanted to share some history that's not as well known as the likes of Rosa Parks, MLK Jr., Harriet Tubman, and Malcolm X. Yeah, we kind of get the same five to 10 prominent Black figures in rotation every year. And while they were and always will be such vital parts of our history and made huge contributions Mm -hmm. to the Black community, there are so many others whose victories have not been celebrated. Absolutely. But with that being said, we will jump right in with the man responsible for creating the concept of Black History Month in the first place. That would be Dr. Carter G. Woodson, who in 1926 created Negro History Week. Negro History Week later on expanded into Black History Month. So we're celebrating this because of him. Yep, we sure are. And then his next amazing woman, Miss Jane Bolin, made history over and over as the first Black female judge in the United States. She was also the first Black woman to graduate from Yale Law School and the first Black woman to join the New York City Bar Association. Mm, that's awesome. Right. Next, we have <laughs> Anthony Benazet. He founded the first free school for Black American children in the colonies, which opened in Philadelphia in 1770. And the school was called the Negro School at Philadelphia. Thank God for him. Now we can all get a nice education. And in the 1960s, one of Dr. Martin Luther King's key advisors was a woman named Dorothy Height. She spent most of her life fighting racism and sexism in America. She often was the only woman in the room. How badass is that? She made it her life's work to change that, fighting battles against both racism and sexism, and even often referred to even by President Obama as the godmother of civil rights movement. Mm-hmm. And in 1891, Daniel Hale Williams opened Provident Hospital in Chicago, Illinois. It was the first hospital with a racially integrated staff, a school for nurses, as well as a training residency for doctors. And in 1893, Williams was one of the first people to perform open heart surgery. He accomplished this feat outside of modern medicine and without the luxury of blood transfusions. Mm. He was also the co-founder of the National Medical Association. And in 1913, he was selected to be a charter member of the College of Surgeons and the only African-American at that. Wow, that's amazing. Can you imagine without some of these inventions and creations, we would not have things like open heart surgery, you know, be as successful as it is now. But this next one is Dr. Rebecca, speaking of doctors, Dr. Rebecca Lee Crumpler was the first female African-American physician. She also wrote the book of Mm -hmm. medical discourses in two parts in in 1883, which is also considered one of the first medical texts written by an African-American author. That's dope. (laughs) First black doctor. Mm -hmm. Love it. And in 1921, Black Wall Street and the Greenwood District of Oklahoma was a thriving community of black owned businesses. And unfortunately, this was later destroyed by massacre and fires. It's unfortunate. So unfortunate. Do you imagine what those areas would have been like today if they were still here and thriving? Would have loved to live there. Right. (laughs) 
Absolutely. Right? And then we have Benjamin Benneker, who was a surveyor, astronomer, and most notably a writer of almanacs and a mathematician who helped create the blueprints for the design of Washington, D.C. Mm. The next is... Now, I find this one interesting because many people believe that Martin Luther King Jr. was the first African-American to win the Nobel Peace Prize. But that's really not true. It was actually awarded to a Black man named Ralph Bunch in 1950 for his work in alleviating the Arab-Israeli conflict in the 1940s. Oh, wow. See, you never know some of this stuff until you really dive deep into history. So this next one, Hiram Rhodes Revels was sworn in as the first Black U.S. Senator in 1870. Robert Reed Church was the first Black millionaire in the South, and his daughter, Mary Church Tarot, co-founded the National Association of Colored Women and the NAACP in 1923. See, money is not the source of all evil. Okay, that's some good in there, too. (laughs) (laughs) Next, we have Miss... Well, when you got me, you can make things... Make things happen, but for the good. In this case, she did it for the good. And that is what's so amazing about our people. Ursula Burns became one of the first women CEOs who made history when she was named the CEO of Xerox Corporation in 2007, making her the first African-American to hold such a position in a Fortune 500 company. Wow, 2007, mm, it took that her. long? Wow. Yes. Right. <laughs> That's what, yes. Wow. A long time from freedom for a Black woman to yes. finally become the CEO of a Fortune 500 company. But right. wow. nonetheless, yep, she did it. She made it happen. She was the first, and there's been many more since then, yep. and many more to come. And there will always be, <laughs> yep, always will be more. Yes, absolutely. Now, this next one is very interesting. Miss Rosa Parks, everyone knows as being famous for launching the Montgomery bus boycott, which, of course, she played a pivotal role in the civil rights movement. However, she was not the first Black woman to refuse to give up her seat on a bus. Nine months before Rosa Parks refused to give up her seat, there was another woman by the name of Claudette Colvin, who was only 15 years old at the time. She refused to give up her seat for a white passenger as well. And even more interesting, another woman named Irene Kirkaldi was arrested for refusing to give up her seat on a bus to a white passenger in Virginia in 1944. So this woman led that movement before Rosa Parks and before Claudette Colvin, not taking anything away from those two, because I said they were still vital in the movement, but there's always some, um, some names that just kind of get swept under the rug and go unrecognized for their contributions. Right. They get lost in the stuff. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But she did get some redemption because in 2001, she did receive a Presidential Citizens Medal for her role in the civil rights movement from President Clinton. That's good. You know, reparations and acknowledgement is always something that we're going to feel like we're going to be fighting for for a long time to come. I'm glad she got her her flowers at some point. She sure did. (laughs) And Mr. William Hasty became the first Black governor of United States territory to serve a full term and later became the highest ranking Black judge in U.S. history. 
surpassed only by the great Mr. Thurgood Marshall in 1976 with his nomination to the Supreme Court. Mm. Yes, that's that's powerful. And last but not least, we have a black inventor named Louis Latimer, who was hired by Thomas Edison and was the only black inventor on his team, by the way. But he developed the filament system that made the light bulb last far longer and cost less to produce. So while Thomas Edison is rightfully famed for the invention of the light bulb, its real potential was actually realized by this black man, Louis Latimer. So give him his props. Yes, he came in and sprinkled (laughs) that magic on there. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But contrary to most beliefs, educational achievement, innovation, innovation, and entrepreneurship were widespread in the nurse Black community in the decades between the end of slavery and beginning of Jim Crow. Right. And like, because how many people today know that African-Americans have invented many things from the golf tee Mm -hmm. to the gas mask? And that's even during slavery. They were still inventing things during slavery. Right. And they don't get the credit because they were slaves. They were not considered, you know. Exactly. Exactly. And certainly after, certainly after emancipation, black slaves, as well as free blacks, developed numerous inventions and improved society in many ways. Yep. And but sadly, these things that are not these are things that are not taught in our schools. We've had to get a lot of this knowledge outside of school on our own. And the black history Mm -hmm. that is shared is so very limited and it's a sterilized, watered down version and doesn't always Mm -hmm. acknowledge the truth and the historic gains and the significant contributions that we as a people has made to this country's growth, development and overall success. Yes. Say that again. Those in the back. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. We have been showing up and showing out for centuries. And we'll continue to do so. Even while we were... Exactly. Even while our ancestors were in bondage, they were still helping to build this country. They were contributing to this society, doing amazing things. And it's just about time that credit is given where it is due. Exactly. But we hope that you all enjoyed this Black History Month special. We just wanted to keep it short and sweet. But most importantly, we hope that you gained some knowledge from this discussion that you did not already have. Thank you so much, kings and queens, for your continued support. Make sure you tune in next Wednesday for another episode. Check out our YouTube page at Real Queens Talk and catch up on our visual episodes. Like, share, and subscribe if you haven't already done so. Happy Black History Month, y'all. And until next time, stay real and stay tuned, kings and queens. Bye.